Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. We preview film productions and events in the region and speak with creative entrepreneurs as Erie carves out its part in the wider industry landscape. I'm Erica Berlin, the Executive Director of the Film Society of Northwestern PA. I'm Stuart Nash, filmmaker, international cinematographer, guild member, and director of the Greater Erie Film Office. I'm John Lyons, filmmaker, teaching artist, and director of programming for the Film Society. And this week we'll preview the Oscar-winning movie, Parasite, that we're showing next week at Film Grain. And we'll talk to C. Brown, hip-hop artist, and our guest later on in the show. All right, so Film Grain Dinner and Movies, our Wednesday night film series. Events take place at the Bourbon Barrel, 1213 State Street, right here in downtown Erie, Pennsylvania. The series features big screen, upgraded sound, couch and table seating, great com- Company, good times. The dinner and dessert are buffet style and included with your admission. Vegetarian options available every week and gluten-free on request. Just give us 24 hours notice. And we've got table service all night long as well. Just wanted to share that we have announced our full March and April schedule. On March 4th, we have Jojo Rabbit. March 11th, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is very close to a sellout. March 18th, Knives Out. March 25th, Uncut Gems. April 1st, Bombshell. April 8th, Braveheart 25th anniversary. Excited nice. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> April 15th, Little Women. April 22nd, Dark Waters with a panel. And April 29th, Terrence Malick's A Hidden Life, which will be an eerie premiere. So this Wednesday night, we're screening Parasite. Um, Parasite, as Erica mentioned, won for... Best Picture, the big prize of the night. It also went away with um, Best International Film, um, Best Original Screenplay, and Director. It's written and directed by Bong Joon-ho, who also explored class structures in his film Snowpiercer, which you can watch on Netflix. Actually, Okja's on Netflix, too. Both are, yeah. Awesome movie. Is the Snowpiercer one with um, the train America, in the Captain America? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We showed that at the art museum. That's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's got ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Obviously, uh, we're going to say you need to see this movie. It's required viewing. It's about a struggling unemployed family, literally living underground, um, that ingratiates themselves into the lives of a wealthy family who are living isolated in their perfectly designed haven atop the city and they get entangled in an unexpected incident it's a brilliantly layered and timely look at class and social structures pre-sales are available through our website filmsocietynwpa.org and i noticed since the oscars the ticket sales i think have doubled yeah we've got um, that'll sell yeah we're about 75 Mm percent sold right now yeah so yeah, it's good. Out. I'm very happy. Yes. Very happy We've for that. We've been having some really uh, full crowds lately. Yeah. We had a really successful screening of Harriet last night, sold out. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really, yeah. really great. Good stuff. So come to Film Grain if you haven't already. can't really give too much of an introduction of you. I think the best thing to do is have you introduce yourself, C. Brown. So welcome to Film Grain. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. So tell us about yourself. Uh, Okay. Well, um, I am a local hip hop artist here. Um, Been doing it for about 10 years now. 
had my hands in so many different things, uh, hosting, journalism, voiceover, uh, modeling, a lot of other things too. It's a whole list. So you're yeah. a little busy. I yeah. am a little busy. <laughs> yeah. I am a little busy. So you're originally from Erie? Born and raised. Yes. Fantastic. I am you, proud to say that. And you live here still. <laughs> yes, I do. So I put this question at the very end, but I'm going to ask you to start. Like, okay. You live in Erie, mm. and you're an artist here. You do a lot of stuff. So yes. what's it like living in Erie for you? Um, to be honest with you, it's exciting. I feel like ever since I got into uh, into the music world, there's been like another world that has unraveled before my eyes um, of different entertainers and entrepreneurs and people of that nature doing so many things. So, I mean, I'm having a blast here. Good. That's Where'd you go to high school? I went to East, unfortunately. What? <laughs> Old <laughs> no. East or New East? <laughs> the New East. Okay, just wanted no, to No, I say unfortunately because my years, my years suck. They suck. My high school years weren't my golden years. So, but that's just me. But all that's the best good people. because those who peak, oh, yeah. right? You peak in high school. We've seen all that. You know, you're yeah. done. What year did you graduate? Uh, 06. Okay. Yeah. Did you go to college? No. Okay. I wanted to. You know, it was kind of pushed on me from several different people. But I was just like, that nah. Happens. I just wasn't, at that point, I just hated school. Yeah. yeah. I just hated it. Yeah. Mm. But you've accomplished a lot without going to college. Yeah. Which I think more people would think about. You don't have to yeah. go to college to. Totally. Yeah. And what happens? You come out of college with a lot of debt often. You do. And to not incur that really gives you the freedom to do what you want. Took me 10 years and I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Sure. But sure. also um, $200,000 in debt either. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How did you, like, when did you become an artist? Like, talk about your childhood. What was that like? I would like to say that I've always been an artist. Um, as a kid in grade school, I used to draw a lot and I was really good at it. Were you quiet? <laughs> Were you quiet? I kid? was. I was very shy, very mm-hmm. introverted. You know, I had friends and, you know, I could be social, you know, when need be, but I was very uh, just inward and didn't really speak much. Mm. So, yeah, I just drew and then I got into literature and became a fan of just reading. And then I believe that led to poetry, just expressing myself. And I think that came from being so shy. And when you're shy, Uh you have a lot to say, but you just don't know how to convey it. What drew you to poetry? I honestly, I don't know. I really don't know how that happened. I just really started writing poetry, you know. I mean, we had to do certain things in school that required us, you know, writing, you know, doing some creative writing. And I think that's when I kind of found my affinity for it. Hmm. So I would just always like go get a notebook yeah, and just write down how I felt and I enjoyed it. And uh, I started playing piano at eight okay. and then I started creating beats, producing as you will at 12. Wow. So then later on it kind of all came together yeah. and I'm like this rapper guy. Mm-hmm. This rapper guy. <laughs> this rapper guy. When was the first time you performed? Like in not just in front of your mom or your dad or your family, no. but like on stage. Like when was the first time you really felt it? Oh, it was uh it was <laughs> it was a piano? wedding it was a wedding reception. Oh. For, wow. As far oh, as sure. rapping goes. That was my oh, first sure. show. It was a wedding reception for my friends, my best friend's brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in a group at the time with a few mm. of my friends, and you know he wanted us to perform there, so we did. As far as uh, the piano playing go, I was in a talent show in the second grade, a couple uh. recitals, mm-hmm. right, right. and that was my first time like doing something that I love to do yeah. in front of a wide audience, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what about your family influence mm-hmm. on you as an artist? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we know that one. I don't Let's, know. Not everybody knows yeah, that. I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, my grandmother is Mary Alice Brown, a uh, legendary jazz musician here. 
Yeah. And um, she definitely had a lot of influence on me and still does to this day. Like, I go to her for, you know, advice and guidance and whatnot. She's very, very um, just knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love that woman. You know, I, she's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she, she saw my talent for music. And then, mm-hmm. you know, at 10, I was forced <laughs> to take piano lessons. Mm-hmm. And I got through, like, the first book, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. Like, I hate this, you know. Mm-hmm. But she, she knows that I play by ear, and, you know, she's the same way. So, yeah. Uh, when did you meet Hectic? Hectic. I believe it was... Who's Hectic? Is Hectic a person? Yes, Hectic is Sorry. a person. Okay, please <laughs> it is. tell me who Hectic it's, is it's before just, you answer that question. Not just an adjective, it's a person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Hectic is actually... Um, one of the most uh, prominent hip-hop figures in town. Um, and at the time, before he uh, stopped doing music, he was just uh, phenomenal at what he did, and he was just going crazy. He was one of the first to really flourish and really take you know, local hip-hop to another level. So I met him around, I want to say 2009, 2010, because we recorded at the same studio. Okay. And he heard what I was doing, and uh, one day he, he called me out of the blue. I didn't, didn't even think he had my number. I had somebody else answer my phone at the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, I picked up the phone. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, like, starstruck. Cause, like, I've been following this guy. Like, oh, yeah. my God, he's, he's really doing this. And um, he wanted me to be featured on one of his singles, and then it just took off. How old were you when you um, started noticing uh, other hip-hop artists in, in town? Like, when you started getting kind of plugged into that, that scene? If there was a scene, then right. there wasn't, wasn't too many people. Right, You helped build the scene, I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I would like to say that I contributed because there was a scene way before me. Yeah. You know, and I want to pay homage to that. Um, but at the time, you know, there were a lot of people who were skeptical of hip-hop, you know, mm-hmm. because it was new here and right. you already had your trademark musicians here that were accepted in different genres. So it was around maybe 19 years old that I started okay. taking notice of, like, people actually rapping here yeah so yeah okay and that's when kind of you got on hectic's radar yeah yeah <laughs> it all it all came together it all so came together let's talk about the music scene a little bit more in erie because sure. uh the way you phrase that i mean you're right there were a lot of bands i remember when i was just 21 going to the bars and stuff and we're down at dock siders and it was constantly bands different vibe it was mm-hmm. more like jam bands and stuff like that right but then the rook was a major focal point back then and then the rook kind of went away Mm. And then it came back, and that's when I saw you, Johnny Evans, a couple other the guys around town, really start focusing on these, you know, events, music scene. I mean, that's when I saw it blossoming, and I saw a lot more activity going on. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, the Rook is just, you know, they're they're responsible for a whole lot, especially with uh, musicians. You know, they give us a chance to really do what we love to do, and they just, you know, broadcast it to the people. But before that, we had the Crooked Eye. Oh right. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the Crooked Eye. We had a uh, basement transmissions when it was on State Street, that really, you know, showed Erie what we were about. You know, they they became their own venues for musicians like myself, and uh, you know, from showcases to open mic night, all types of stuff that really helped us. And Crooked Eye was next to the Darksiders, right? Is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's now McCoy's. Yeah, yep. yeah exactly. So, yeah, Crooked yeah. Eye was right next. Yeah, Darksiders right. is not the same. No, it's Anyways. not. <laughs> From what I heard, no, it's not. But it's wild. Yeah, it used to be a lot of bands, like live bands, jam jam bands. Yeah, mm. that's mostly uh-huh. at the time. Plato's Cave was a big one. I always followed those guys around. They were friends. Uh-huh. So yeah. what, were, <laughs> what were your audiences like when you were starting out? Was it, you know, were you kind of uh, doing the garage basement? 
<laughs> private show to start, or did you just come right up into the into the scene? You were doing Crooked Eye and Basement and stuff like that. Pretty much through through Basement, okay, and, and, and awesome. Crooked Eye. Yeah, yeah, like my first probably like official show I would like to say was at Basement Transmissions through uh, the Twenty One Eighty Nine crew who okay. were throwing shows. Who who was in that? Um, the front man for that was this guy named Iggy, and I, I believe he moved. Um, several years ago, okay. but he was the one that was doing a lot of shows called uh, Boom Bap. Okay. Boom Bap. Mm-hmm. Boom Bap. Is that like his, <laughs> was that like the style of show or That's actually like his a, group name? It's actually like a style of hip hop. A style okay. of hip hop. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's, the, right. what's the difference? What's the difference? Boom Bap is like more of a, it's kind of like a simplified version of what you hear today. It's more organic. You know, mm-hmm. it's not too many instruments. It's kind of like, you know, a drum pattern, a sample, and just somebody just you know, spitting their heart out over that beat. So, is there anybody now you could name that's like that style? Yeah, like um, maybe like LL. You know, people like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You're you're, le- you're learning us. It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> learning us. Yeah, Thank you I'm for trying. Learning us. I'm trying. <laughs> so, speak a little bit about um, you know, the grind and mm. self promotion. Um, because you know, a lot of people don't don't last very long you know they they no. try it they lose focus mm-hmm. or you know because it's a very difficult thing mm-hmm. how do you how do you maintain that energy and you know talk about mixtapes and releasing yeah. things and the internet yeah the internet <laughs> it's just that fear of no one listening and, and a fear of you know vanishing from the scene so I feel like, you know, as an artist, whenever you create something, you know, initially you want the people to get a hold of it. And um, that's how I always approach my marketing and promoting. It's like I, I just want people to listen. I don't want it to ever fade away. So that really kicked up my grind, you know, just going from stores to, you know, to bus stops, putting up flyers, mm. passing out CDs, having yeah. other people pass out CDs, always being consistent with recording and uploading it online and just going hard with that. As much as I could, because I I knew that if I was to stop, yeah, you know, force feeding the people who I am, then I would just I would go away. I would be nothing. I would not, you know, out of sight, out of mind, kind of thing. Yeah, you have a real consistent um, presence, like on Facebook. You yeah. post regularly, all the time. Yeah, yeah. you're always out there. Yeah. Always do. We'll get into um, some of your other right. collaborations, but yeah, yeah, you know, like. <sighs> Did you just kind of learn that and work it out over time, or did somebody kind of mentor you on, you know, the best way to do this? That's the crazy thing. I learned on my own. Okay. And I think, you know, and I hate to say it, but I, I kind of learned from everybody else's mistake. Like, okay, well, why aren't people listening to this artist anymore? Mm-hmm. Why don't they care for that person? It's like, uh-huh. oh, because that person doesn't care enough about their own material to really put it out there, uh-huh. you know? So, so I, they fade, and it's kind of self Right, and it's like, and you realize how they faded, and it's, due to the lack yeah. of promotion and, and pushing yourself out there yeah. and, and grinding like that. So I just never really stopped because I don't want to disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the message, I have to say, I find your messages out, out on social media to be so positive. Thank you. Every time I see you in my feed, it's always some message that's positive, mm. but also <laughs> with your collaborations. Yeah. So, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about more about your collaborations like who do you work with in Erie who are your 100% like I like you're Stu doing said, yoga now I yeah. saw ah. <laughs> yes <laughs> like, holy shit yeah I want to hear about this <laughs> yoga collaboration oh yeah yeah that that came about just from you know me wanting to be different and just brainstorming and 
Yeah. I was like, hey, you know, uh, Amy Van Scooter, she's the yoga instructor mm-hmm. here. And um, we were just talking one night and we was just like, let's collaborate on an event. And like you do yoga and I'll play the piano in the background. So that was another way for me to show another side to myself, to show people like, you know, I just, I don't only rap, you know, I love to rap, but like, you know, when I need to do something else, I can do something else. So I'm all about collaborating with people in town for the simple fact that it's just a lot of fun, yeah. you know, and why, why stay one dimensional, you know, why just keep everything to yourself. But, you know, when you have that, uh, that desire to just, you know, have fun and, and do what you love to do, you know, you, you rarely get burnt out. You know, if you find it's that balance, work. of course. It's, it's not work. Yeah. It's not work. It's all recreation at this point. Yeah. You're always open and very approachable. That's kind of like how things worked out with our area. I remember we just kind of, you know, hung out a couple times yep. and it started coming together and we were talking about, you know, things that pissed us off about the news coverage. Right. <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, right. What do you think about doing the voiceover? And you're like, yeah, that would be cool. What's yeah. our eerie, John? Why don't you tell everybody so, what that is? <laughs> Here's the plug. Our eerie, <laughs> which was just playing in the lobby here at Cam Eerie. Oh, wow. Yes, yes it was. Yeah, I looked up and C was sitting there and <laughs> yeah. it was on the screen. <laughs> I, I didn't like, put wait it on a there. second. I didn't put it on there. <laughs> Um, so this was a collaboration between uh, a number of creatives, young entrepreneurs, and we didn't like the coverage that was going on in, in our part of the world um, after the Trump election. CBS report on GE. Yeah, there was a, a yeah. very negative sinking CBS ship. report. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. sinking ship article. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. Uh, you know typecast all threw us all in a in a bucket. Of deplorables, and uh, <laughs> so we didn't like that. And we, um, so uh, C was one of our uh, writers as well for he a response a video. Yeah, for a response, an official response. Uh-huh. Yeah, great experience. Yeah, great I mean, experience. So many people were involved too. Yeah, the voiceover was awesome. You wrote that. I wrote some of it. You wrote some of it. Yeah. And yeah. but the footage was of the city, but it was also a lot of people who live and work here yeah. and what they do, and it really shined a light on probably a little younger vibe as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really inspirational, and it, there were so many views online. I remember that went out there, and mm-hmm. it definitely uh, caught a lot of people's attention. Yeah. And I believe it got some attention from the James Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah. yeah, it was in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. It was linked yeah, yeah. there, so that was really cool. Yeah. How about acting? How about uh, how did you meet uh, Howie Glover? How did I meet Three Howie? Three gloves. I met Howie at a block party. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Under, Familiar story, under, right? You're out there. Yeah, under working. those circumstances. And, uh, you know, we had worked on a video before, but it wasn't my video. I was just a cameo, and he okay. was shooting it. And... Um, you know, we had a couple of mutual friends, and you know, one of my friends had told him about me, had played some music for him, and then at one block party we met, and we were just talking. He was telling me how much you know he respected me and, and like what I did and wanted to work with me, and I told him the same thing. Like, I like your work. Yeah. I want to collaborate. Let's do something, and it's been a goal for some years now. Yeah, it's really cool. A really yeah. good team, you yeah. guys. He gets your you're a good match, like stylistically, visually, the editing. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I've worked you. with Johnny on a few things uh, and recommended him also for uh, something. I forget what it was. He was a uh, MC for uh, an award ceremony. Anyways, oh, Johnny Evans? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. And he yeah. crushed it. I mean, and he's a, he's a good guy too. Yes. And he does well on film too. He's photogenic, which I thought was great. So are you too, by yeah. the way. I was just talking to Johnny actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Johnny, you had a nice little cameo in your in your video. Which one was it? Was he it? Has a cameo in was a lot it? Of my yeah, I don't like that. I know he is, but the one that I just watched <laughs> no. this afternoon, you're kind of walking down the street with your crew, and he comes up. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, control you, control you, that, control that's you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Johnny was in that. Mm-hmm. It's about five other videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my brother. It's my yeah. brother. Yeah, control you was a lot of fun, and um, I'm very appreciative of everybody that came out to be a part of that video. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Do you want to jump into some of couple of his songs, which we can maybe play? So there's a new a new album, a new collection, which is right here, mm. which definitely looks like um, you're revisiting memories. Yeah, yeah. So um, this is like a compilation of yes, a lot of your your work. Yes, it is. Um, I just feel like I w- well, I will never feel like everyone in Erie has heard of me or has heard my music, and um, I was in the process of creating. I was creating for like two years prior to this. And uh, I'm sitting on so many songs, and I was going to put out something new, but then I thought to myself, well, what would be the point of doing that if people aren't familiar with the older material? Mm-hmm. So I just put a lot of my, what I felt like were most my most memorable songs or, you know, my, my best songs from that time period into this pile and just put it on a CD and say, hey, like, this is my catalog between... 2011 to 2016 okay yeah yeah so it's 17 it's called sunset yes um and it's 17 tracks so it's a great yes. catch-up that's why i was like yes please mm-hmm. bring me a copy today yes it is <laughs> that's awesome i love the way it looks too yes thank you thank okay, you okay so you have 17 songs on here can you pick one of your favorites that's what i was just gonna ask <laughs> like what's one of your top three say Let me me look at the track list here. Technically, or you know. Oh man, and maybe which one means the most to you? uh, Well, the first song, "Precious Potential," um, is one of my favorites for the simple fact that it's it's super introspective. It's it's all the way true Mm -hmm. about a situation that happened back in 2010. Mm -hmm. I was dating someone who uh, who's a lovely person and has you know I had a connection with their daughter. And um, but I just never made that jump with that person because of my own insecurities, you gotcha. know. So it's like one of those songs that's just like every time I hear it, I'm like, ah, uh, kind of cringe <laughs> a little bit because it's so true. And it was uh, like, oh, you know, so putting it out there, man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God everybody is cool to this day. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> the little girl is too. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dear Sue is some heavy, some yeah. heavy stuff. Dear yeah. Sue is one of those songs that I was afraid to put out. Dear Sue. Actually, yeah, and um, I can hear it. Are you playing that still? Yeah. Okay, we All can right. have Britain 
pop it in too. Yeah. Okay, do I keep talking here or are we just yeah, gonna yeah. All right, all right, cool. Right. It's background music track right. in the background. I love it. Yeah. Production. That's right. Production. I, know, right? I get it. We're pros. I forgot this is the film society. That's right. right. <laughs> we can work magic. That's yeah, right. yeah. Dear Sue, I was very scared to put out because it touches on the topic of um of suicide. And um, growing up, I've dealt with a lot of like depression, and low self-esteem, anger, and there were many times where I was just thinking about suicide and thinking about not being here, just contemplating my own existence. Tell me I'm amazing. They only love me on occasion. They must be afraid, and I'ma let you take over my life. And I was like, do I really want to put that out there? That's kind of too introspective, you know. But I was like, but it's me. And I said, somebody needs to hear this because yeah. I know there are a lot of people, you know my age and, and even younger who are experiencing these, these same, same feelings. So I came up with Dear Sue and, you know, hooked up with Howie and I wrote the video treatment for it. He went with it and, you know, there it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you on the playground there. Yeah. Towards the end. That's, I was, that's yeah. rough I was stuff, like man. really. Yeah. Man. I know that really <laughs> hit me. <laughs> no, because I think you're absolutely right that there's a lot of people that suffer in silence as well because mm -hmm. just like you said, they're not, they're not putting a song out. They're right. not talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're going a step beyond what a lot of people do. I think there's a lot of people of all ages that yeah. feel those things and they never talk about it because yeah. there is, it's such a taboo. I mean, mm -hmm. depression, despite the fact that we see commercials for medication mm -hmm. every time you turn on the television, it is a taboo subject. I think yeah. everyone expects everyone to feel happy and pleasant all the time. And it's really a struggle for some people to, get out of bed or yeah. go out in public. So I think putting it out there in a song is like, you know, applause. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you. A thank lot of you. people will connect to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I take mental health seriously. Yeah, and, uh, Because I always wanted my issue to be taken seriously as well. So, right. you know, now that I'm pretty much coming out of that, you know, I Good. can deliver a message and, and try to help other people and, and show them that there's a better way to live and feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's dear Sue. Uh, what about Control You? Control You. Oh. Love that. Love <laughs> that video. My clearly call. The same questions. Are you married yet? Do you have anybody pregnant? I give her the same answers. What the fuck you think? I stay with the car in the relationship, I'd rather walk on the plank. But what bothers Man, I remember that releasing I that song in twenty fourteen. And, um, just a kid. I was just a kid. Just a youngster. Just a pup. <laughs> and uh, my phone was just going off. Like, oh, that Control You track is crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, thank you. You know, and then how we, he, he blows me up. Hey, we got to shoot a video for it. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, all right. So how that came about was I was at the Jazz Fest with two uh, other artists, Tone Foch and Neiman. And we were just talking about how we were scared to like raise a family in this in this world with the the state that it's going through and you know with like the wars and you know diseases coming out yeah. of you know societal pressures yeah yeah societal pressures exactly and i was just like man i don't know if i would want to you know bring a kid into this world it's just it's crazy it's so much chaos and, yeah you know and then i was like boom that's a song I'm living in fear, I'm almost in tears, tell me somebody who isn't. I'm an American citizen, but with this government, I am in prison. I'm fidgeting every time I'm on the internet, scrolling through articles, wishing I didn't. I can't even look 
<laughs> yeah. That's the song. Yeah. And my, my friend Armin Beats, he, uh, he sent me some beats. I was at work because I was a janitor at the time and I was cleaning the bathroom. So I'm like, <laughs> download beats and just listen yeah. to them. And I was like, oh man, this is the one that can yeah. like really match this topic. So, yeah. and then at the same time, you know, my grandmother, she would, you know, rest in, rest in peace, she would always ask me, like, hey, did, did you find that girl yet? You know, do, do you have a child yet? And it's like, no, grandma, no, like, no. I'm, I'm not bringing a child into this world. So I can I combine that subject yeah. to yeah. the conversation at the Jazz Fest with yeah. my friends and then came up with Control You. Actually, Howie was like, hey, you need to order a bunch of costumes. And, yeah. you know, because honestly, when we shoot videos, I never know, like, when he's in control of yeah. the treatment, I never really know, like, how he's trying to go about it. Yeah. I'm just like, there. So he'd be like, right. wear this, and I'll wear it, but I don't know why I'm wearing it. And then I see the final product, and I'm like, oh, gotcha. I get it. So he's been wowing me for, like, seven, eight years. It's nice. like, okay, I get it now. I, I get it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just we just wanted to be trippy and, and, and do something crazy and really bring the visual to life and, and just – yeah, you know, have people in awe. Yeah, you succeeded, and Thank it's so, so funny because you were saying trippy, and I did just Google this Buster Rhymes video, and the title of the article is the trippiest hip hop videos of the nineties. All right, <laughs> there you go. good wow. choice of words. Yes, good choice of words. My meld yes, with the internet. Yes, well done. Trippy, well trippy. done. I'm curious. Do you? Uh, how do you record your stuff? Do you produce your own work or? Do you go to a studio and record or um I've been going to various studios, but the past couple years I was recording at home. Okay. And uh and I never really did that before. So it just felt great to just wake up in the morning and then just go it's downstairs right and it's right there. You can just lay an idea out. Yeah. No pressure, no time limit, no money spent. Just you and, and the equipment. And it was Johnny Evans equipment. So thank you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For giving me the liberty to record but yeah, and um, but yeah, over the years I went to you know several different engineers who I'm still cool with till this day, uh, and and they did a lot of the work on here. They yeah, okay. they, they did most of it actually. Do you produce other people? I have. Are you getting in getting into some of that too? I have. I'm, I've um, I recorded my friend uh, Profound Produce, who's a great artist here. Um, I did his last project called, called uh, When Worlds Collide. So I recorded him and engineered him. Um, but as far as like the music, I've been producing for other people for years that's actually okay. how i kind of got into the rap too you've Re always been doing that though. i've always been doing that okay mm -hmm. yeah so i started out musically i started out as a as a beat maker and uh, i was in a group in my childhood and i was making beats for my friends and then that's when i got into the the lyrical aspect of everything and you write also for the times and the, the eerie times news and the eerie reader yeah i didn't think i would be able to do that <laughs> Why? Honestly, just <laughs> how did that how did that come about? Okay. Let's let's talk about that. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> well, I've always was a fan of the Erie Reader, mm -hmm. and um, when I was doing my janitorial thing, we always got these magazines from the Erie Reader, and I would pick one up like, "What is this?" And then when I started reading it and seeing all the events that were going on around yeah. town and things of that nature, I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" So, um, you know, I, I started going to their tents at like eight grade Tuesdays and yeah. jazz fest, and just paying my respects saying hey i like what you guys do and um you know and then me becoming a little bit more popular in the music scene and them starting to write about me mm -hmm. um led to more meetings with them and hanging out and they were like hey if you have any ideas you know throw it our way you can you can write nice and i'm like well why not i'm already writing you know i can do this journalism thing and so yeah. and it just started working and went from a couple you know articles to like really doing it with them nice and then i thought well 
let me take it to another level. <laughs> Maybe I can write for the Erie Times too. That's right. And you know, and I reached out to the Erie Times. We had a meeting, and then that was that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was that. So, what was your latest piece with the Erie Times? I interviewed this guy named uh, Trayvon, who has this page called Erie's Best Music on Facebook okay. and Instagram, where he promotes local artists. And um, I wanted to highlight him because you know I'm really appreciative of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the last piece that I wrote for Erie Times. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you just do it, man. I just do it. <laughs> I just go for it. If I feel like I can do it, I'm just going to reach for it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? The worst that can happen is someone could say no. Mm-hmm. But you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Oh, God. I'll leave. I'll leave right now. Nine to five job. <laughs> what I do for a nine to five job. All right. Um, no nine to five. Well, don't you do for yeah, nine to five? I don't even. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Don't I? So, um, so this is how I operate. Like, you know, of course, I perform a lot. So that's a form of income. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Eerie Times, Eerie Reader. It's a form of income. Um, I'm also a creative writing teacher. I was doing that for the Regional Cancer Center. Oh wow. Currently oh, cool. waiting to do that again for the YMCA. So that's another form Great. of income. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hosting. That helps. Um, I do have a small part-time job just to have something substantial coming in, just sure. cleaning my boss's office mm-hmm. twice a week. You <laughs> yeah. gotcha. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even call him a boss. He's a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing, like, side work, like painting houses, you know, clean up jobs, mm-hmm. trash removal, things like that. You know, renovation, I guess, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. it. Sounds grind like my world, man. It's a grind, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's Pick a, it up where you can get it. It's a grind. <laughs> right, it right. is a grind. And hopefully you're, yeah, mm-hmm. doing what you want to do. And voiceover work. Yeah, oh, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. So that all helps. And modeling. And modeling. Mm-hmm. That doesn't pay, but it's... I was going to say, I saw yeah. those photos. That was, that was cool. That was and a nice collaboration, too, with RJ. Yes. Talk a little bit about that, RJ Metz. RJ, yes, yes. I used to work with RJ for the city back in 07. No kidding. I didn't mm. know that. Yeah, we, okay. we worked together. We never, But we never spoke. <laughs> we never we spoke never to one spoke. another. <laughs> nope, never had a conversation, never had a bond. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. And um, then later on in life, you know, just being that guy going out to the clubs and things of that nature, I would see him, he would see me. And I think he knew of me because, you know, he would give me a couple head nods. I think he uh, bought me a drink a couple times. And through Howie, we just became close. He was uh, he was doing a photo shoot, RJ, and uh, just reached out to me and, and wanted me to be a part of it. And then it's been a go since then. So now we've, we've grown closer through that, just working with one another. I was just on his podcast, I believe it was a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, That's me and cool. Him are cool. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Great he guy. Is. I like that. Didn't guy. say a word to each other. Now you guys are buds. Isn't that something? <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> What do you have coming up on? What's on the horizon? Where can people get get the CD? From me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> From me. So follow you on on you Facebook. Can follow, you can follow me. Go on, to the website. What's yeah, the, the web website. address? Uh, C Brown PA. Okay. No, 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 no. C Brown dot com. My C-Brown. IG is C Brown PA. Okay. Yeah. So and that's C E E Brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, I didn't upload this to any digital platforms because of you know sample clearances and things like that. I don't want yeah. any mm-hmm. legal issues going on with me. Sure. I um, thought maybe you were keeping it old school because this is kind of like going going back. So you yeah, did the it, physical me. I think it works. Yeah. I mean, I love CDs, and there's still people who are a fan of the CD. Yeah. Like, you know, having things on Spotify and, and Apple and all of that, it's pretty dope. It's cool. But, you know, I just, I come from the era of going to the store, 
you know, media play, yeah. Uh, right. yeah. you know, right. and you get that CD and then right. you take it home, you take the plastic off and then you're reading the credits <laughs> and the know. booklet. And yeah. I, I love that, yeah. you know, when you can hold it, something tangible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just took it back to that. Yeah. It and it's been working. Yeah. It's cool. It's like working. real mixtapes. Real mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real mixtape. <laughs> For sure. So you got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, got a couple of things coming up. I'm doing a gallery night at the art museum. Mm-hmm. That's and on the 28th yes, of February. It yes, it is. And I'm doing some things. I'm doing a Black History event at Daft Mark. Oh, cool. On the same day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All so right. Talk, talk about after. that. Will there yeah. be dancers while you're... Pro- yes. Okay. There will be dancers. There will be uh, pretty much some spoken word in between. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be very uh, abstract but very meaningful. You've done... Haven't you collaborated with them before? Yes, I have. Okay. I have um, and you know, in my previous years working with uh, Daffy over there, it's just it's it's, it's a lovable experience. And Jennifer Denny, he actually got me into that, so I thank her. Yeah. And uh, my friend Marquise is he's throwing this event next week, so I'm grateful of him as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just collaborating. I'm still yeah. working with people. Yeah. What do you want to do? What's what's still left that you wanna that you've been thinking about? Bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I mean, as far as you know, anything that's eerie oriented, I don't. I don't know what else I would like to do, but I don't think that I ever want to reach that peak where it's like, okay, I made it to the top, and now there's nothing left. I kind of just want to keep going and keep expanding. Yeah, um, Are you working on new stuff? Um, not now. Okay, not now. You visited the past. And release yeah. that. You I just, mean, you're taking a moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, this whole sunset thing. You know, I call it sunset for various reasons, but one of the reasons is it's like I'm closing out a certain chapter of my life as an artist and as a person, kind of just leaving some things behind and trying to uh, reform my strategy and just reform my my thinking and try to come back out stronger and better. You know, hopefully, you know, this can become my main income. Yeah. You know, that's that's the goal is to really live off of my dreams. And, and have fun. So, you know, hopefully with this hiatus, I can figure that out. And that's what me and Johnny Evans was just talking about via <laughs> yeah, text. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what were you talking about? You want to give us a little tease, a little hint? We, are, <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about how we just want to, um, how we just want to take it to the next level. Like, we've been doing this for so long and it's been a great journey. We're having fun, but it's like we know that there's so much more out there to accomplish. You know, there's, yeah. we want to go on tour, we want to do huge festivals, we want to, have a fan base of 100 to 100,000 people and then eventually millions like we want the you know the, the dream the, the dream, dream yeah. the, the top tier level man mm-hmm. and you know and even if we don't make it that far you know we want to at least get close and just be at a level where we don't have to grind so much we can just do our music and be set mm-hmm. where is the farthest you've traveled to perform virginia richmond virginia yeah, yeah. That's He's done Pittsburgh, Cleveland, mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. I was actually recording in Buffalo, but uh, Virginia was the, the, the furthest, and it was just an open mic. Wow. How mm-hmm. did that go? Oh, my God. They loved it. <laughs> really? And I did it with the band, and it oh, was man. just like I had a song in my head, and uh, I talked to the band beforehand, and I was just like, just play something smooth. And then we did it, and it worked out very well. Got a great response that day. Well, that night, I should say. That that's like nerve wracking to me. Like, oh my you can God. just get up there. And yeah. just <laughs> well, it's like well, I was like, well, we came all the way down here. Like, what are we gonna do? We came down here to perform. So Nobody let's knows you. Right? Let's yeah. perform, you know. And I came down here with like three other rapper friends. Okay. And like, I remember after performing, they were like, hey, 
Don't tell anybody that you were the only one that did that. <laughs> we all did. No, no. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. So that's the furthest. But I want to continue to do stuff like that and just, you know, just reach out, branch out, expand, you know, my brand and who I am as an artist. I think it's very important. Yeah. So what do you think the role is for someone like you or even someone like John or Stu or anybody that is an artist or passionate about what they're doing? How about um, helping younger people achieve their dreams? You know, what do you yeah. see your role is there? Are there some young C, C. Browns coming up that you see? How young? <laughs> how young are we talking? <laughs> how young are we talking? <laughs> Makes me sound we got like kids that. all over the place. I'm so old. Um, I'm thinking teaching artists. You yeah. Know? yeah, there you go. Um, Sharing the knowledge. Yeah. yeah, I'm always down for that. Um, I've spoken to uh, some kids at Strong Vincent probably about a year or two ago about what I do. Um, I used to teach at the neighborhood art house. So yeah, I was always like in the mix with children and yeah. you know, I want to continue to inspire them and set an example and show them that you can be whatever you want to be, you know. Yeah. That's that's the message. So I will always have that connection with the, with the kids. You know, you can't be a community guy and not care about our youth. Yeah. So yeah, well however I can help them, I will. Yeah. Like rock school, maybe like a rap school. Rascal. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know yet. Got to keep it real, man. Street <laughs> credits. <laughs> <laughs> it's not corporate. Oh, rap school. I've had people ask me, like, "Would you ever like to like teach somebody to rap?" And it's like, I don't think I could teach rap. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I can teach writing. Writing. Yeah. Poetry, know, maybe. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. You know, but you have to have it in you, right? Like the music and the beat. You can't. You can't just manufacture that. I would think not. You gotta feel it. Yeah. Right. It's 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 more of it's a. It's gotta be a part of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's more of an an, an emotional thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things, like either you have it or you don't. I don't think you can really teach anybody anybody to rap. You can teach them about rap, right. but mm-hmm. teaching them how to rap is mm-hmm. is different, you know, because you have to have your own sound, you know, voice mm-hmm. inflections, mm-hmm. emotions, delivery, right. all of that. And yeah. I don't think I'm stable enough Timing. to be able to, <laughs> be able to keep a beat. I'm too. <laughs> I don't think I'm mentally stable to really because like my love for music is just it's out of this world. So I don't even think I could be able to do that. <laughs> well, then how about that beyond hip hop, mm-hmm. beyond beyond rap and what you do? You know, what's your favorite music? Wow. Ooh. What what other music yeah. do you like? Who do you what other like? artists do you like? Who should we be listening to? Oh man, yeah, that's a good question. You know what? I really yeah. I really like alternative rock from like the late 90s oh okay, my god that's you're speaking my, my language <laughs> yeah all right yeah. Learn Nirvana. yeah you know yeah i mean all that of that, that like all of that yeah I'm, yeah I'm into i'm into like alternative rock alternative period okay music. I really, like if you listen to some of the songs on here you'll hear some of the samples from no like, shit. You know, okay yeah so i'm all about like that's um, exciting like the fray um mm-hmm. vertical horizon um wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. There's so many out there. So many out there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that kind of music. Nice. I really do. Pearl Jam. I mean, Pearl, I know John's oh, a big that's, Pearl that's Jam my, band. That's my band. Erie loves Pearl Jam. Erie <laughs> <laughs> loves Pearl. What was the last movie you saw? <laughs> the last. Ooh, good question. Yeah, Uncut okay. Gems. Oh yeah! Oh, oh man, yes. I loved it so much. Oh, Did you enjoy it? Yes. Okay. I loved every bit of it. It gave me some of the most, like. 
<laughs> Exodia. <laughs> yes. Don't ruin it. That is the word that oh, is associated with that yet. movie. Oh, oh my man. god! You want to talk about a roller coaster anxiety. ride? Yeah. That's anxiety. Yeah. You will leave with some anxiety mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, well He's just written. like dodging car wrecks with more car yeah. wrecks. Like yeah. they just it just keeps building and building. It just keeps going, and then <laughs> the end, and it's just like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. What movie have you seen like say a uh, hundred times? What's your favorite movie? Oh man, there's, there's several, several. Um, I love Antoine Fisher. Antoine oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. I love Denzel. Antoine yeah. Fisher. Gosh, yeah, that's one yeah. of my. That's in my top of all time. It's just I remember my brother coming over, you know, give me the DVD, <laughs> tell me to watch it, and I'm a kid and I watch it by myself, and I'm like, oh, that was heavy. <laughs> you know, that was heavy. Yeah. But and it got I, just, you. I stuck with it. Like I even read the book. That you know that the movie is based okay. on, you know, uh, Who Will Cry for the Little Boy, which is okay. a book of his poems. Oh, wow. And I think I read it in like one class period because it's a lot of small poems. So yeah, Antoine Fisher. Wow. Interesting. Where mm-hmm. was that from? The poetry I'm hooked you, hooked you there too. Right? Boom. Yeah. yeah. Antoine Fisher, <laughs> Dr. Fisher. Jerome Davenport. And it's funny because I'm a horror fan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna ask like, what's your favorite types? Okay. Horror. Saw. I love the wow. soft. Are you excited for the new yeah. spiral? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't. Trailer really looks good. Mm-hmm. I was reading about the synopsis like last year. Is it a remake of the first? No, one? it's just okay. like you know, it's just a. I don't want to say it's a spinoff, but it's just, okay. It's continuing the series. Because seeing, so, I think it's what Chris Rock it's and Chris he's Rock is, he's chained to something. And he's holding the saw, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, are they just redoing? Like, no, it's just it's, a, it's okay. another chapter to the story. Man, I remember seeing that first one because nothing existed like that back then yep. we saw it at uh mercyhurst had it at the d'angelo um yeah it was like a early screening and mm. like i'm not a, I, at that time i barely ever watched horror and that movie right. like shook me man yeah <laughs> all think, that stuff in the bathroom was uh, like the i felt place in the bathroom yeah. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> like, and yeah. the stuff outside i didn't like but the stuff in the bathroom like that was really groundbreaking for like I just yeah, felt I didn't like know what I was sick and dirty. Either. When I saw it, I was like, oh, Saw, is this about a blind guy or something? Yeah. You know, I'm serious. I had no idea. And I was yeah. like, holy. Yeah. yeah. There's a misconception with that movie because, you know, people think, you know, it's, it's gory and mm. it's all about blood. Right. And, you know, but it's like, no, it's, there's an actual story to it. Yeah. Like, it's very well written and, like, every movie ties into one another. I love yeah. the thread there. So okay. that really hooked me. Like, mm. oh, my God, the twist is just every movie there's a twist and it just blows my mind like it never fails so <laughs> booby traps yeah so I went to the movie every year okay went to the movies every, every year. year to see it how many did they make I think eight like, holy okay so uh, franchise there was, there yeah. was seven <laughs> right yeah. there was seven one every year 2004 to yeah. 2010 yeah and then another one in 2017 that was yes. Jigsaw yes, okay. and eight. then the one that's coming out is called Spiral okay. which is the ninth one yeah, yeah. and it looks good yeah, I saw the first one on DVD. A friend introduced me to it, and then I was hooked, and I went to the movies every year yeah. to see Saw. So wow. I'm going to the movies again to okay. see the Spiral. Ooh. All right. We'll be having a Saw viewing party coming up. <laughs> Let me know. Saw marathon. Yeah. Let me oh, know. Yes. Start in the morning. Mm-hmm. We'll just run out the bourbon barrel for a whole day, right. and we'll start first thing in the morning. <laughs> you can host. Just in lunch. I would love to host. But I think by like the fifth movie, everybody's like asleep. Yeah. Asleep. And I'm just like doing static. You're like, still excited. And this one, you yeah. know, everybody's like knocked out. Keep it down, man. I'm sleeping. Right. We're so depressed. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh yeah. There's only so much horror you can take, at least for me. 
Really? I really? I totally agree with that. I, yeah. I love it, though. Like, there's a bunch that I watched on, on Netflix. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. That like, I truly like appreciate. Um, Eli. Okay. That's new. I haven't that? seen it. Oh, no. Um, In the Tall Grass. Okay. By I Stephen King, I believe. That. I didn't see that Ooh. one either. That was pretty good. Okay. That was pretty good. Um, Terrifier. I've seen that. I've seen uh, Truth or Dare. There's so many of them that I've yeah. watched. It's oh, bad. Wow. It's, You're into horror. Yeah. I get it. Madonna, Truth or Dare? No, <laughs> no that's <laughs> different. <laughs> that's a little different. Speaking of Stephen King, do you watch The Outsider? No. Yeah, that's it, good. Is it? Yes, definitely horror. It's on HBO. Not Not horrific horror okay but but nice horror and it stars cynthia revo oh yeah who so, we just who saw just won, harriet yes mm-hmm. she's a she's almost an egot she's okay. she's that, gonna be an egot she's gonna be an egot someday mm-hmm. the emmy do you know what an grammy, egot is what is an egot emmy grammy oscar tony, tony. winner wow okay yeah. she's won a grammy wow. uh, an emmy okay. there's not too tony. many egots in the world there are not many yeah that's awesome. she's close she's, she's one away extremely awesome. talented and she's great in that can be a, a goal that's what I'm saying. There's there so go. much more to reach for. That's right. <laughs> Why Check that out. Settle. Yeah. Egot. That's Egot. a goal. It's coming. That's a goal. Yes. But I am a horror fanatic. All right. Up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you can write your own horror script. I thought about it. You know, I thought well, about well, it. Well, you and uh, Howie did a short, right? Yeah, it's called yeah. Panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. We were supposed to do a part two. We still can, but, um, you know, we were both working on so much. Of course. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the sequel kind of got canceled out for the moment. <laughs> yeah. All what right. do you think about, like, what if there were a film festival in Erie that focused on horror films? I would be all about it. Uh-huh. Put me on the board. All right. <laughs> all right. Put me on the board. We may be calling you. Please do. <laughs> This has been great. Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thanks wow. for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank Anytime. you, C. Brown. Mm-hmm. So we'll remember, go to cbrown.com. Yeah. Get this CD. He will hand deliver it if, I will if you're in town. I will deliver it to you. Yes. <laughs> I will mail it to you. Just get a hold of me. And the C. Brown experience will also be playing at the Erie Art Museum coming up on gallery night on the 28th. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Great opportunity. That's been our episode. You can buy tickets for Parasite and the rest of our 2020 programming at filmsocietynwpa.org or at the door the day of the event. Make sure you follow us on social media. You'll find all the tags and links in the show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Grain.